I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 20 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I really appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to spend a little time picking on the Republicans. So before I start picking on the Republicans, I really need to lob some rocks at the Democrats. Did you watch their presidential debate the other night? I didn't. I have to confess, I'm really not all that interested in political theater, no matter which brand is putting on the show. Anyway, I can pretty much tell you what they talked about without actually subjecting myself to the intellectual waterboarding. Guns, bad. Rich people, bad. The world is melting. Free stuff. Lots and lots of free stuff. Now, a lot of Americans eat this up. I mean, who doesn't want free stuff, right? But of course, it's not free. Somebody has to pay for it. Now, every good Democrat will tell you that, hey, that's no problem. We're going to tax the rich. They can pay for it all. And again, wide swaths of America stand up and cheer. Yay, we're going to take money from greedy rich people and get free stuff. Woohoo! But here's the dirty little secret. The rich don't have enough money to pay for it. Not anywhere close. I ran these numbers a couple of years ago, and I'm sure they pretty much represent the reality today. Check this out. In 2009, only 236,883 tax returns in the U.S. had an adjusted gross income of over $1 million. That's really not all that many people. Altogether, those rich folk made about $726.9 billion. So, let's say we increase their tax load by 20%. That would represent an additional $145 billion in revenue. The U.S. spends about $10 billion a day, so that extra income that was raised with the 20% tax increase would run the government for a grand total of about 14 extra days. Okay, now let's get really crazy. Let's confiscate All of the money earned by those evil rich bastards. I'm sure I can find a lot of people that would be down with that. That would be enough money to run the government for less than three months. So, in a nutshell, this whole tax the rich to pay for health care and education and infrastructure and on and on and on is a bunch of bull hooey. Okay, enough with the Democrat bashing. I'm really here to pick on the Republicans today. Recently, I wrote an article for the Tenth Amendment Center about Rick Santorum. He said he wants a do-over on his education policy position. 
This is what he said. If I had a do-over, I would not have supported No Child Left Behind simply because I don't think there has been any discernible improvement of educational quality in America now that the federal government has gotten involved in education. Santorum also invoked the ever-popular Republican talking point about reducing the size of the Department of Education. Quote, One department that I would shrink is the Department of Education. We went from 2% of education spending when I came to Congress. The federal government was responsible for 2% of education spending. It's now 11. Does anyone think schools have gotten better over the last 20 years? We need to get rid of that spending. No child left behind, Common Core, all of these things can be taken out of Washington, D.C. Unquote. So basically, Santorum wants a do-over because the policy didn't do so well. He's all upset because there was no improvement, so he wants to try something different. Look, this quote might as well have come from Nancy Pelosi. Did you notice the one thing our intrepid Republican presidential candidate never once mentioned? The Constitution. Santorum doesn't utter a peep about the federal government's constitutional authority to involve itself in education at all. Of course, that authority does not exist. If Santorum gave a rip about the Constitution, he would be saying, the federal government has no authority to spend a dime on education. The Department of Education should be shut down. Education is something that states and the people should be working out for themselves. Tenth Amendment, people. But he's not going to say that. He doesn't care. He's just like most every other politician out there. He thinks he has solutions, and he wants them imposed on the entire United States. Constitution be damned. Now, in the big scheme of things, the sweater vest is basically irrelevant. He's not even a presidential candidate at this point. But the thing is, he seems to reflect the thinking of most Republicans. They don't care about putting the federal government back into its constitutional box. They care about advancing their policy preferences. This becomes abundantly clear as soon as you start talking to a lot of Republicans about unconstitutional spying or the unconstitutional drug war or unconstitutional real wars or, in the case of the Rickster, unconstitutional federal meddling in education. They get all fidgety because they're for this stuff. Heck, even on things Republicans are perceived as good on, they really aren't. Take Obamacare. The Republican mantra isn't, get the federal government the hell out of health care. No, it's repeal and replace. They want a federally imposed plan they get to control. Heck, before Obamacare, grand Republican George W. Bush further socialized health care with his Medicare drug benefit. So, some girl on Twitter was none too happy about me ripping Santorum on his education do-over. She called it, quote, libertarian slander, unquote. Now, let me make sure I've got this straight. Calling out a man who ran for an office that requires him to swear an oath to the Constitution because he doesn't actually want to follow that document, that's slander? Look, slander implies falsehood with malicious intent. Sorry, hun. If it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, quack, quack. Of course, most Democrats don't care about the Constitution either, unless they're trying to protect pornography or get the Ten Commandments ripped out of some boondock town's courthouse or something. But everybody knows this. Heck, they know it. You very rarely hear Democrats squawking about the Constitution. They just mutter something about living and breathing, and they go on about their business. But Republicans, they claim to be the party of small government. 
constitutional conservatives. They love America and revere her founding principles. I think the reason this angers me so much is because I used to be a die-hard Republican. I bought into all of this. I tuned into Rush Limbaugh every day. I truly believed that the GOP was the party of limited government and constitutional fidelity. Now, I realize I was duped. And you know what? That kind of pisses me off. And I know a lot of other people out there are duped too. They blindly followed the party line, believing in their heart of hearts they're supporting America's founding principles. They're not. That's why I'm so hard on Republicans. I want them to wake up. I think at least some of them still care about the Constitution. They really do want limited government. They believe in decentralization and that power should be kept as close to home as possible. But listen to me closely. If you think you're ever going to achieve this through party politics, you're lost. You have to ditch the red state, blue state paradigm and simply focus on these issues. If a Republican takes a constitutional position, praise her. If a Democrat takes a constitutional position, praise him. And when either one of them abandons the Constitution, rip them. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do me a favor and spread the word. And head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.